I didn't really like show emotions towards things. I was kind of a bit like a robot in a way. I wouldn't cry, I wouldn't, I, I would never show like sorrow or sadness. That was something that I just wasn't accustomed to. And I think as, a, as I've grown up this last year, I've found out like that, that doing that and bringing that side out of you, like it, is a, it can be a positive thing as well. You're listening to the England Rugby Podcast, O2 Inside Line. I'm Ollie Lawrence. My name's Ollie Lawrence. I play for Bath and England Rugby. I usually play inside or outside centre, so that's number 12 or 13. And we're kind of based in the middle of the field, I guess, is the easiest way to explain it. You're kind of involved and not involved a fair bit. Um, you're up and down the park quite a lot. It involves quite a lot of running and a lot of collisions. But yeah, it's quite good fun. Being physical is quite a key factor as well, being a centre. And also having a good skill set, one of your super strengths, um, whether that be your passing, your, your carrying, or even your kicking game. And having one of those three, I think, um, makes up a good centre here. But yeah, hard work, I'd say, underpins all of it. When it came to growing up, I was always a bit of a glass clown. I liked playing sport, didn't like the uh, educational side of things as much. Fortunately, when I was younger, I was, I was, I was fairly bright, so therefore I caused a few more distractions than um, was necessary because I'd usually finish work for other people. But that caught up with me as I got a bit older. I grew up in Birmingham, a place called Bearwood. It's kind of situated just outside of kind of the Harborn area, surrounded by quite a lot of parks. Lived there my whole life, obviously until I was 18 when I moved out. But yeah, enjoyed living there. Got a lot of memories there, really good ones. So yeah, definitely a place that I go back to um, whenever I get the opportunity to spend some, some good time with the family. I'd have been about probably seven or eight. My dad took me down to Mosley Rugby Club, which was where he played when he was younger as well. I started out by playing a bit of tag rugby. And yeah, really enjoyed it. Just kind of getting my head around holding a ball and then running up and down the field. But I think back then it was more zigzagging across the field than, um, than up and down. But yeah, no, some good memories, good fun. I think I kind of just enjoyed it from the start. I think naturally I had a good hand-eye coordination and the basic skills that, that you needed. And I was, a, I was a bit bigger as a kid as well. So um, I guess that kind of helped me in, in that regard. But because it was only tab, you couldn't really run straight into people. But no, yeah, I think straight away I kind of had that, that enjoyment from the game. My name's Simon Dawes, and I know Ollie as he came to Walter Inford Hospital School where I was teaching in the West Midlands. So the first time I met Ollie, he was in year seven. I just remember him being uh, brash, confident, energetic, full of full of beans, just very, very talented, like hand-eye coordination, athletically. His reading of situations and in like loads of sporting contexts were just beyond his years really shall I say he came to us as a cricketer as, a, as, a, as already highly uh, established cricketer he was in the county setups for Worcestershire and Warwickshire and he was playing football as well and rugby wasn't his thing at the time so we tried to light that fire really there's a lot more to come I think just the Warriors fans and Bath fans will tell you how, how good he is with the ball in his hands how much of a good decision maker he is he can kick off either foot he's got different range he sees the game sort of 360 he's, he's adventurous he's competitive he's a lot more than just a battering ram He's certainly capable of producing what sort of premiership rugby fans have seen on the international stage. Honestly, to be part of his journey, it makes me very proud. (laughs) 
Worcester is a, a really special place to me. I think it will always hold a lot of really good memories. And to be honest with you, I probably call that more home than I do back in Birmingham now, just because of um, the time I grew up there after leaving home. I kind of had to grow up being an adult, bought my first house there. In that regard, I think um, that's that's where I see as home. And I started off playing playing for Worcester when I was 14 in the academy. I was fortunate enough to get a contract out of school when I was 18 um, and make my debut for the senior team in my first season. So I was incredibly fortunate to get the opportunity to to play there and play alongside some incredible players along the way. So yeah, I'll always be very grateful for Worcester and all the support they gave me over the years because it kind of gave me that platform to push on and, and represent my country. And also everything that I, that's happened over the last year has kind of it boosted me and gave me the opportunity to then move on and move to Bath and kind of kickstart again. Basically, we went into kind of administration around, I want to say about September, October time um, last year. It was a difficult period. I think none of us really saw it coming as quickly as it did. There was kind of instances where we thought something might be up, but we never thought it was going to end out the way it did. I was fortunate enough to get um, a loan opportunity to go to Bath. And then we were told the club was no longer going to be part of the league. Um, I then signed on at Bath for a couple of years, which I'm now and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying. Yeah, it was definitely a tough, a tough patch being there and also being around a lot of friends who didn't manage to pick up clubs as quickly as I did. And still to this day, some don't have um, careers in rugby anymore, whether that's that choice or whether it's because they, there's just nothing available for them to go to. We were still playing games at the start of the season and we had a lot of stuff going on in the background and we kind of didn't really all have all the facts as to what was going on. I tried to put it at the back of my mind and focus on the rugby because that didn't know that's what my job was and that's what was going to get me an opportunity if, um, if things didn't go to plan. But to be honest with you, I never saw it going the way that it did. We were kind of left in the dark by our owners and yeah, it came as a, a massive surprise to us. I'm Tom Curry and I play for Sale Sharks in England. I would describe Ollie <laughs> on the pitch. He's got it all in terms of like physicality and, and skills um, off the pitch. He's funny. He's, he's a funny guy. I'm Danny Kerr and I play for Harlequins in England rugby. Ollie Lawrence, what a bloke. Love the fact that he's a Brummie. My, my, my mum and dad are Brummies, so hearing that Brummie accent come out of him every now and then, he lets it slip. And he's going to Bath now, so he's trying to be a bit posher, but when his little Brummie accent comes, it's a bit like home for me. So that's great to hear. Unbelievably skillful, explosive, powerful athlete, and he's got years, years to go. So yeah, watch this space with Ollie. He's a, he's a special player. I think growing up as a as an only child definitely made me realise that sometimes you've got to fight your own battles. It was always me competing against other people. I never saw it as like I had other people to kind of not lean on because I always had my parents. But when it came to like the competitive edge that I think I have today, it's from that kind of survival instinct of, of being on my own and being an only child and always like fighting your own battles. And my parents are always there for me. And we had such a supportive family. We all live within 10, 15 minutes of each other. So in, in that regard, we were, we were all pretty tight. But 
that individual style that I like to put on the game, that's something from, I guess, stems from, yeah, being an early child and having to find ways to, to win things. It can have its downsides in regards to, like, you can end up just having tunnel vision and not seeing things from a bigger perspective. I think opening your eyes up to, to other things and other people's feelings and their opinions is, is like, incredibly important to, to growth and, and success, um, whether that's in life or within rugby specifically. I and mean, that's something that I had to develop growing up. Having siblings is obviously, you also have that kind of, that person to talk to when you have those little arguments as a kid or you got a big brother or a big sister or a little brother, little sister, you have that caring mentality, like you want to protect them. It made me realize, I guess, that I wasn't as good as, as I thought at being able to handle um, certain situations. And luckily I had really good friends around me and great parents that I was able to talk to when I needed to. I didn't really like show emotions towards things. I was kind of a bit like a robot in a way. I wouldn't release emotions. I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't, I, I would never show like sorrow or sadness. That was something that I just wasn't accustomed to. And I think as, a, as I've grown up this last year, I've found out like that, that doing that and bringing that side out of you, like it, is a, it can be a positive thing as well. And yeah, it took some realization and a few conversations to realize that, um, but definitely now, yeah, in, in a better place from being and realizing the fact that it's like, it's okay to release emotions in, um, when you want to. It's just like being able to identify when you feel a certain way and then also being able to express it to the right person at the right time. So I played cricket from the age of, oh, must have been about similar to rugby, probably like seven or eight. Um, and I was always better at cricket than I was rugby till I was probably about 15, 16. And for me, I always wanted to be a professional cricketer. I didn't want to be anything else other than that. The element of competitive edge that I could bring and solely just focusing on myself, that's where I, I, I thrived in. But then it got to a point where I was I was playing cricket and I was doing so many like, when you do these like one day games and two day games, you spend so much time in the field not being able to do something and you kind of end up just switching off. And I think that's where I started realizing that rugby was more for me because I was constantly engaged in the play. Like there's never a moment in rugby that you can switch off. Whereas in cricket at times, like you might just be sitting in the pavilion, like watching the, the guys bat and you could be there for ages and ages. And then all of a sudden, bang, you're into bat or you might not even bat at all. At that age, when I was 15, 16, that's when I realized that, that rugby was the sport that I wanted to, to try and give it, give it a go at and, and see how far I could take it. I think I get a lot of attributes from my parents. My mom can be quite stubborn sometimes, and I think that's definitely a characteristic that I get from her. Um, but at the same time, she's a very loving person and always cares about other people, which is also a trait that I'd like to consider myself having. My dad on the other side is, is more to do with like the competitive nature. He loves competing, he loves sport, he loves being the best at things, he likes mingling with people. It's just a chatterbox, like always smiling, always happy. They definitely had an interest in role in terms of my upbringing and getting the balance of having a bit of both but it was my dad that was the one always taking me to to the sport my mom was the one that was always doing doing the cleaning of the clothes when i got home from all the all the, all the cricket and the rugby my parents kind of are just the people that i try to make proud of me they're the reason i do it all for especially when i first started out like i just wanted to make them proud i wanted to get to the top of the sport and for them to be able to be like that, that's my son. And I think the biggest thing was everything that they they did and they sacrificed over the years, it kind of, it paid off for them to be proud of me and for them to be at my games and, and see me be successful and, and do all these things. It makes me really happy and hopefully makes them really proud. 
that was against Italy in the Six Nations. Um, I got man of the match somehow. I'm not, I'm, I think there was other players on that pitch that probably should have got it. But yeah, I, thought, I was fortunate enough to to get man of the match. Um, and after the game, obviously seeing my mum, she was emotional because yeah, she can be quite emotional sometimes. And when she gets emotional, then sometimes it can get to me, even though I was trying not to show it. It was just one of those things where I had a medal and I just thought, well, for me, like it's it's a piece of it's a piece of silver for me, and it's it's wrapped around some rib and like that. To me, I mean, it means more to her than it does to me. It was a lovely moment. It's one that, fortunately, was on camera as well, so we can always look back at it in, in the in the years to come. It's nice to come from a mixed background because it kind of gives you that individualism, and I think it's such a massive part of society in general, not just in sport, but including everybody of, of all genders and all races. And to be able to come together to, to play one sport, I think that's incredibly powerful. I'm incredibly proud of my, of my heritage and my background. Um, and I'd like to think in the future I could be an advocate for that in inclusivity. I think as you get older, you kind of realise who you are as a person. I just kind of re I've realised that like I am who I am and I'm, I'm never going to change for anybody, whether that's because of the colour of my skin or because of my background or for whatever reason. I think staying true to yourself is one of the biggest strengths you can have as a person. And um, I respect anybody that, that does that because um, things in life can happen in the blink of an eye. And I think your own happiness is the most important thing. I wouldn't say it's something I'm conscious of. It's definitely something that I've noticed. Like there are people of different backgrounds in this court. And I think it's only beneficial towards the team. Having so many different people from so many different backgrounds bringing so many different ideas and inspiration and individualism to the table and to the team. Um, so it can only be a, like a positive thing. And as long as we continue to grow that within England rugby, hopefully that then pours down to the club rugby and, and then to the grassroots levels. Growing up as a kid, it was always my dad. I always wanted to kind of get to a level which was above him in rugby. He got to first team level at Mosley when they were a top flight team. Um, back in the day and as soon as I did that I kind of then it was with certain players what I looked up to the likes of Sonny Williams like Manu even Manu Tuolangi Manu these sort of players I looked up to on the field and then kind of as I've got a bit older and started being involved with, with England and the certain players here such as someone like Anthony Watson he's really been like someone that has been a role model for me in, in so many ways um, on and off the field he's had to deal with so many injuries and so many setbacks but he always seems to come back better and come back stronger and I've developed a good relationship with him over the, the last three, four years I was recently at his wedding and to think about where I came from being 20 when I first came into camp and the way he supported me and was always there for me and kind of showed, showed me the way It was a weird experience because you'd end up living in Worcester, playing there, and you'd been there your whole career, and then all of a sudden you're driving an hour and a half, hour and 40 down the motorway to go to training. Um, so it seemed like a, a weird experience, and it always felt like we were kind of outsiders to start with, as much as the group really welcomed us in. It was weird because we didn't live in Bath, we didn't know Bath, we didn't know the, the players, the club. But then I ended up moving down in December. I found a, a place down there, so I moved down there with my partner. And to be honest with you, like since moving down, like it's kind of we tried to embrace Bath as our new home, and I really enjoy living there so far. I'm, there's obviously elements of, of Worcester that I still miss. Yeah, it was difficult for the for the young boys because when you're in the academy, you don't really have as, as much exposure in terms of playing first team games. So I guess other clubs wouldn't have seen you play as much. 
that's probably who I felt for the most, the people at the end of the career and the people at the start of their career, because people in the middle usually landed on their feet. But when you're starting out, you just kind of, you've hit a brick wall straight away. And then when you're towards the end, it's really difficult to pick up clubs because obviously your age and you've got these new boys coming through and, and all those factors. So the main thing I think for us was kind of just being there for them and supporting them. And I think a lot of them realised that they were going to be able to pick up something at academy club somewhere because they're always looking for academy talent and, and young boys to come through. But it was a big thing for them because obviously they're young lads, they're straight out of school, they kind of don't really know what's going on with the world. Um, I don't think many 18, 19 year olds do. I think it made me realise the kind of the stability of rugby in itself isn't kind of in a place where we'd want it to be right now. The fact that we managed to lose a club that had been had such a um, a long history within the game kind of opened my eyes up to realise that like it can be taken away from you at any point. Although we were we were a small club, we had a lot of history behind us. I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't if it wasn't for that team. So it definitely opened up my eyes to realise that you can't take for granted the opportunities we get um, in this day and age and to the luxuries of being a professional sportsman and all the things and the joys that come with it definitely made me realise that um, not to take those sort of things for granted and, and make sure you embrace every moment that you have because you never know when it's going to be your last and hopefully that will never, never happen to any more clubs. My name's Niall Adott and I'm a current teammate and friend of Ollie. I think it was really obvious to everybody at the club at the, at the time that when Ollie first came in, he had some pretty significant, special physical attributes along with a really clever rugby brain at a young age. He burst onto the scene. We knew we had something special straight away. We played Stade Francais away in the Challenge Cup and Worcester Warriors sent across a mixed team, um, some older dustier fellas like myself and then some of the younger new generation fellas. Ollie just completely dominated what was a French powerhouse in their own back garden that day and led us to a, a really special victory that night in, in Paris and that was the moment where I was like this isn't just a one-off thing this is if this is the sort of level he can go to at this age the skies are the limit for him. He has the ability to dig deep and show huge amounts of resilience to deal with circumstances that he can't control but also parts of life and rugby that he has been thrown at him what makes me most proud is he's starting to really tick off a lot of the boxes that he wanted to tick off and he's back where i certainly believe he should be which is at international rugby level When I went back to Bath, I kind of, I made it my mission to make sure that I found that element of love for the game again, because that's why I started out as a, like I said, a 17, 18 year old, wanted to be a freshman rugby player. It was, it was because I loved playing rugby. And um, like I said, when you lose that element of it, it can become a job. And I never, I never wanted to see rugby as that. It is a job, but it's something that we love doing. And the more you can see it as, as that, like, the easier it becomes. And I think that move to Bath to me just gave me the fuel to kind of push on and not just do it for myself, but do it for like my family and for a lot of my teammates at Worcester who weren't as, as fortunate to be to playing week in, week out like I was in the Premiership. And I think definitely that that helped me to to get to a point where I was performing a lot better and consistently as well. And inevitably managed to make my way back into into the England squad off the back of performances at, at Bath. I'd love to be able to win a Premiership. I'd love to be able to win a European Cup. There's all these trophies and and achievements that 
obviously any player growing up wants to achieve. But I think the main thing for me is like, I want to leave the game with having no regrets that I left everything out there. I'm fortunate enough that I've had a quick start in terms of like probably between 18 to 20. I, I probably accelerated in terms of being able to get more game time and push on in the premiership. And I think then I became a bit stagnant for a couple of years. And now I managed to, to pick up, I guess, my mojo going back to Bath, finding that love for the game again, being myself within it. It's hard with rugby, isn't it? Because like it's not so much an individual sport. Like look at basketball, like you can take the winning shot. Golf, it could be one shot, can win you a tournament. You look at all these different types of sports and like with rugby, I think it's it's more creating those moments within a team. And and that's like a difficult thing to do because you need everyone to be on the same wavelength, you need everyone to be on the same page and, and all pushing in the same direction and having that same desire to, to succeed as each other. I want to be a player that's remembered within this game. Um, whether that's on the field or off the field. Inspiring the next generation to continue the growth in this sport is something that is is a huge factor for me because um, rugby's in a weird place at the moment where it's on a scale where it could be tipping down one way or the other. It's our responsibility, especially as, as the players here within the team, to inspire the country, inspire the next generation of kids to get involved in a sport and take it to a place that it's, it's never gone before. So if I can achieve just a few of those things by the time I retire, I think um, I'll be a happy man um, and I, I don't think I'll have any regrets. <laughs>